Well, hey guys, uh, welcome back to Network Chuck and also David Bomble. David Bomble's here with us too. Say hi, David. Hey, everyone. Good to, <laughs> it's good to be here. So why are we both here? Well, we're doing something kind of interesting. So we, we thought it'd be great to kind of start this weekly show. I guess we're calling it a show yeah. where we just talk IT. We have a combined experience, a combined love for IT and everything that Cisco and beyond. And we just want to spew it out at you guys and, and, and give you whatever you need and just be excited about it. Uh, I think we, the name we came up with was This Is IT. I think that's right, David? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the, the audience can tell us if they think of a better name, but that's what we, that, that's what we thought of. That's a good idea. So if you guys think that's just completely moronic, then let us know. Um, but the, the mentality behind that is we, I mean, we love Cisco. We've talked about Cisco all the time, but maybe we want to look at different stuff. Like right now I'm looking at Azure. So we want to have it more broad yeah. to get everyone in the party, everyone in the pool so we can have fun with everything IT. Yeah, I, think it's anyways. I think it's important that Chuck, because the networking is changing. Like we, I mean, I've been saying that for a, lot, for a long time. You have as well. Um, we as network people have to, perhaps learn other technologies, but we also want to include other people. So, I mean, if someone's a VMware person or someone's learning something else, we want to talk about those as those topics as well. So you can, you must tell us a bit about your Azure stuff, actually. So let's kick off with that. So tell I, I saw um, some tweets about you passing your Azure exam or something. Yeah, yeah. So um, CBT asked me to start working on Azure, which I, I've i talked about AWS and stuff in the cloud. And um, they had an opening for Azure, like, hey, we need to do some stuff on that. So I'm like, okay, I will do that. Because I, I think the cloud is going to be huge. I mean, it's already yeah. huge. Let's be honest yeah, here. Um, but it's it's only going to get bigger. I, I keep seeing people make predictions. Everyone's going to be in the cloud in 10 years or whatever. Um, while I don't think that's true, I think everyone's going to have uh, at least some infrastructure uh, on the home base and, and some in the cloud. Um I'm doing that now, just kind of put, uh, dip my toe in the water, checking it out. I did the AZ-900 exam, which is kind of the, just the fact, like if you look at AWS, the cloud practitioner exam, it's similar to that one. It's just dipping your toe in the water, learning what Azure is, learning about cloud and everything you can do with that, which it's, it's a fun exam. Um, and I'm producing the content for that exam on uh, CBT Nuggets. So if you are interested in that exam, you want to learn about cloud, well then, hey, come over to CBT Nuggets and check my stuff out. Uh, but yeah, it's... It's wild uh, because I've never really jumped into a cloud portal or done any kind of uh, cloud implementations. So looking at everything you can do, oh my gosh, it's crazy. I mean, just just from the pure networking perspective, it's it's wild. It's like, whoa, you can do that just from this portal. I mean, before yeah, I was going to ask like, you about you know what's how does it compare to traditional networking? And sorry, I interrupted you. So carry on. Oh no, no, you're fine. Interrupt me whenever you want, David. <laughs> um, it's it's more like the software-defined networking we're already seeing with our stuff, like with uh, DNA Center or um, ACI or things like that. It's definitely not more of, oh, we're getting into a switch and we're programming VLANs and routers and such. It's more drag and drop. You have to know what it does, but it's it's powerful. I, they've got load balancers. They have firewalls. They um, You can easily, from the Azure marketplace, implement other vendors. You can put in a Cisco 1000V. You can do a firewall. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane what you can do with the cloud. Um, so one thing I've, I've learned about the cloud so far is that you can do all the built-in networking stuff, which is fine. It's great, and it will do a lot of stuff. But if you're a bigger, more enterprise company, you're going to use other vendors' cloud offerings. So Cisco's firewalls, Cisco's routers. Uh, but it's it's cool to see that 
the physical infrastructure, you really could do away with that. It's a reality. You don't need it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just it's, a, it's amazing, you know, to think of it. Everything's virtualized. Everything's out there in the cloud. Um, so do you think, like, young guys who are starting out with CCNA should, like, really be seriously looking at Azure or AWS? I think so, yeah. Um, I just got an email from somebody, and this is the coolest thing, but he um, he hasn't got his CCNA yet, but he's he was working on it. Then he decided to look at the AWS cloud practitioner, and he passed that. And then immediately someone in his company noticed what he was doing and he got a system admin job within a week. Oh, wow. That's good. So, so it's, it's a new hot technology and, um, gosh, it's, I think we're going to, even if your company doesn't go full cloud, we're going to see some use of it. And that's what I'm seeing from small to big. Everyone's kind of doing it. Like my brother, I've talked about him on my channel. He's been on my channel. He just got a CCNA. He's working for a company doing their Cisco wireless but right now he's learning AWS because his company is moving a lot of their stuff to AWS. So it's 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 not replacing, but it's definitely happening. And I think if, if you decide to learn some cloud, it's only going to benefit you. But you're still going to need to learn and know all the stuff with CCNA. You're not going to check that knowledge at the door when you go to cloud. You're still going to use all of that. It's just going to be an asset. So, I mean, is it more focused on like servers or is it like a lot of networking stuff with, on, on that exam that you did? Or was it like everything? Uh, the exam was more everything. So it's everything from learning what uh, compute options are available. So virtual machines, containers, um, serverless computing, which sounds like it's not real. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, all the networking options. Um, they, the Azure has firewalls. Azure has routers and gateways. You can connect uh, via VPN your your local uh, infrastructure to the cloud and then storage. And just it's pretty much everything you have in your physical infrastructure you can move to the cloud uh, without much difficulty. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it's interesting what you're saying because it's I've seen this trend in networking. I mean, there's obviously roles that are very specialist. If you work for an ISP, you're going to be a BGP guy. Um, and that would perhaps will be your focus. But a lot of people in the enterprise are having to become more generalists. I mean, you, you mentioned like containers, VMs, storage, and networking in one sentence. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I had the benefit early on in my career where I worked for a company where it was a bit smaller. So if you're a network guy, you also are a systems guy yeah. and you're a VMware guy and you're an email guy. And if one of those guys aren't at their desks and you don't know much about it, well, you had to learn about it real quick yeah. to fix it. Um, and I think that's... When you go to a bigger, larger enterprise company, you, you become more siloed. You have the VM guy and the and the networking guy. But I think those, even at the largest companies, are starting to blend. Yeah. We're seeing more DevOps type guys. And especially with networking, you're having to just kind of expand into different areas, which I think is just, it makes it more fun. It, it might be scary. It might make you go, oh, well, I'm a Cisco guy. No, no, don't don't just be a Cisco guy. Be an IT guy. Yeah. And And your passion will extend to other areas. Don't worry. And I think this is why the name for our show when we spoke about it is important because we're not just going to be pure Cisco. IT is a is a big topic and there's a lot of pieces that even networking guys need to know today. So, I mean, it's really good. I mean, so what would you recommend? The typical questions you and I get asked all the time. So CCNA and then go do Azure or should I do CCMP and then go and do Azure AWS? What do you, what do you think? Hard questions, I, I, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we always get those questions. Yeah. And, and, and they always hate this one answer we always give, you know, it depends, but it, it truly does. I, the way I make my decisions and I've made my decisions in my career is what's going to give me the most, most value for my company right now. So 
it's kind of hard to answer if you're just studying and you don't have a job yet. Yeah. But if you're in a company and you just got your CCNA and you notice they use Azure or they use AWS and you kind of ask around, hey, um, are, are we moving that direction? Um, what, what's the job outlook? Could I move into that area? And they say, heck yeah, we need somebody. Well, then I think your, your vision is pretty clear. Jump into AWS, jump into Azure. It's going to benefit you and skyrocket your career like you would not believe. Yeah. I, did that, I did that with collaboration and voice. I didn't know anything about voice when I started my CCNA, but they said they needed somebody. So I said, I'll do it. And that's what, that was the catalyst. And so I, I didn't just end up uh, managing voice. I ended up managing a lot more, but I got into that role of being an admin so much faster because I decided to do something that was maybe not um, very popular or they just had the need. Uh, but if you're not uh, in a job right now and, and you're kind of just curious, I say just Keep going with CCNA. Um, maybe dip your toe into the water. Look at the beginning level cloud uh, uh, certifications. They don't take long. Like I got my AZ nine hundred uh, within like two weeks. Oh wow! It's 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 not like and I, I've been doing stuff for a long time. So if you're new in IT, it, it might take you a little bit longer. I, I have my CCMP, so I've got a breadth of knowledge in a bunch of areas, and it's easy to apply that to other technologies. Uh, but yeah, it's I would dip your toe and then specialize further in Cisco. Just but you may end up falling in love with cloud and you may want to go further. Either way, you're gonna win. So I just say I say keep yourself broad in some areas, but go deeper in in other areas. So CCMP I think is a, a must if you want to be in. Yeah, well, no. So I'm I'm hogging the the questions this time, but I mean we'll come. We'll we, I know you wanted to ask me some stuff about Cisco Live, but I wanted uh, I I wanted to say something and then I want to ask you about your CCMP. I think you know this. I get this these questions a lot, like this question that, that I asked you, and I'm sure you get the same. And I think it's people forget it's not an it's not an or. It's not like you have to do AWS or CCMP. What's stopping you doing both? I mean, you might decide to do one first and then the other, but there's nothing stopping you. You know, looking at both. And I always say you must do what you enjoy. You know, if you hate AWS or DevOps, then don't do that because you don't want to spend your life doing stuff you hate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would have hated if I had never like looked into Cisco. I, I like most people start out with CompTIA and I would have really hated myself. If I never looked into Cisco. It was yeah. all brand new to me. Yeah. So just brought, just give yourself a taste of what's out there. And yeah, you're right. You can jump into uh, AWS and then go right back into CCMP. You're not going to lose from that. You're just going to gain. You're just going to win. So yeah, yeah, that's a great point, David. Yeah, I think it's, you know, you mustn't limit yourself. I mean, I get the question all the time. Should I learn Python? Should I learn CCMP? It's like, what's stopping you doing both? I mean, it's time, um, I think, is the biggest hindrance for most of us. Um, but there's nothing stopping you looking at one a little bit and seeing if you really enjoy it. And then if that's what your passion is and that's what you enjoy, then spend more time on that piece. Um, like, I mean, you were, you're big into collaboration, but so what's happening to collaboration, Chuck? Are you like moving out of collaboration into cloud now? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, like I've been working on it for a while and it's it's definitely my heart. I, I love it, but I am taking a break from it uh, just because I'm, I want to do more and new stuff. Like kind of what we're talking about. It's fun to learn new things. Is, I've been yeah. doing it for so long. It's just like, yeah, I'll see what's out there. Um, so that, that's the reason I kind of moved from there. Now with what you just said, David, I wanted to add this. You have, it's a slippery slope sometimes when you think about, oh, there's a bunch of technology I want to learn so much. Yeah. Um, I'm guilty of this, and my brother is doing this right now, but you'll say, oh, um, I think I want to learn AWS. You'll start learning AWS. You might just kind of be looking at your study options, and you're like, ah, I don't know. Maybe I should do CCMP. So you switch and go to CCMP. <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake, uh, yeah. Let me, let me go back to it. No, just don't do that. Don't be in this indecisive little little 
or loop. Uh, pick one and go with it. Yeah, I agree. If you think if you think AWS is interesting, well, then get the first level cert. You can do it within a month, uh, depending on what your time constraints are. But just do it. It's not going to hurt you to delay your CCMP or whatever you're doing for a month or two months. Exactly. It's not going to change anything. Exactly. But anyways, <laughs> no, I think that's really good advice. I mean, it's um, you've got to you've got to have a goal. You've got to decide what you want to accomplish. Um, I know you did that series on like setting goals this year and stuff. I think that's really important. Um, you've got to decide what you're going to do and not get sidetracked. You've got to have focus. Um, but there's Ab- nothing absolutely. stopping you like on the side learning a little bit about this. Uh, but I agree. You need if you're going to like your CCMP. Um, you've just uh, passed your T-shirt and become a CCMP. So congratulations. That's that's excellent Thank news. Um, so do you want to tell us a bit about that? I know you did a separate video, but perhaps you can give us like mm-hmm. a short version of. You know, why did it take so long? There's a nasty question. And uh, <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, and how did you find the T-shirt? Uh, I, I love the T-shirt exam. It's my favorite Cisco exam, but I suppose that's just because for me, I don't have to study a lot because it's just troubleshooting and I love troubleshooting, but go on. And, and that's exactly what it was like. Uh, I didn't I didn't have much time to study, so I, I just labbed a little bit and, I was so surprised to find out that I, I remembered a lot of stuff from the routing and switching. I, I mean, I couldn't go through and tell you all the o, OSPF LSA types and sure. and and how stub areas do this and that. I mean, I, I couldn't do the, the book knowledge for you, but I could go in there and troubleshoot and fix stuff. And that's exactly what that exam was like. Um, the only thing I got tripped up on was when they would ask, like, when you do show IPO, uh, I think it was um, show IP access list this and which command would be right, this one or this one. I'm like, I hate that I, stuff, yeah. I, I don't know. I, question mark. <laughs> that, that's that's what you do in the real world. Um, so the reason I didn't get my CCMP uh, right when I should have, I, I started my CCMP a long time ago, like 2015, and I should have gotten it within like six months. Um, but like I said, I, I always focused on what's going to give me the biggest opportunity where I'm at. So yeah. at that time, I was learning about collaboration. I was um, learning contact center, UCCX, and learning how to do that and learning that really catapulted me to where I wanted to be. So I put my CCMP routing and switching on hold. I was doing CCMP routing and switching stuff in my job. I just didn't have the certification. So at the time, it wasn't serving my immediate needs. Uh, but the reason I did it now is just because it's been nagging on me. It's I, I wanted to get it. You know, it's, just, it's just hanging over me. I got two tests done. I'm one test away and people tell me the T-shoot's the most fun test. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just going to do this right now. So I studied... I, well, I set my I set my goal a month and a half before. I'm like, I'm going to get it January 15th. Um, I got real busy, so I didn't study at all. Uh, I think I looked at it maybe twice. And then I crammed the last, the last four days. And I, all I did was lab. Lab, lab, lab. I went through a bunch of troubleshooting tickets. And I failed the first attempt. And because of those tricky, tricky questions, and I was so close. But I came back with a vengeance the next week, and, and I passed it. And you're right. It was a fun exam. It's definitely more hands-on. And, uh, yeah, it was it was just super fun. I mean, I think there's a lesson to be learned there. I mean, what I, th- what was really cool is that you 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 failed, but you didn't let that stop you. You got. <laughs> I didn't think it was that cool. <laughs> no, no, of course not. But I mean, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say I know, I know. it's cool that you. you got up and you went and did it and you killed it. I mean, that that's that's the thing. I mean, this is what I love about certifications. It's not like a university degree or something where you, if you fail, now you're stuck for a whole year before you can perhaps redo it. Whereas with certs, I mean, it was a week later and you were and you passed. And I mean, who cares that you failed the first time? You passed. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, you know the knowledge. Like, you, you already 
RSTCMP in your mind. That's what someone actually uh, commented on Twitter. Like, and I thought that was so cool. Don't worry about it. If you don't pass the exam or if you do, you're already a CCMP up here. Yeah. You can do the job. And that's pe- people get caught up in either, oh, I'm, I'm going to get my certification or they get real focused on the knowledge. You should have both. But yeah, it's all about the knowledge. It's what you learn. It's what you take with you and what you can actually do on the job. So yeah, it's it was hard. No, <laughs> Going man, from, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank I mean, you, but, no. you, but you were CCVP or what's a CCMP voice, whatever, CCMP collaboration. Sorry, I'm showing my age here. You were that already, <laughs> weren't you? No, actually, no. No, I wasn't. Oh, you, but, you've, but you did a lot of collaboration stuff, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I could have gone for the certification, but I was already doing the job that the certification yeah. would have gotten me. Yeah. So I didn't need it. I'm already doing the job. It would have just been like, oh, hey, you got that certification. It wouldn't have furthered me anywhere. Um, and that, that, that could be a debate too. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should um, talk about that sometime because I think the, the biggest problem with certs is guys chase the paper. And that's not what you should mm-hmm. be doing. You should be offering like, knowledge. Sorry, go on. Yeah, because like on my resume, I could either had CCMP collaboration looking nice and pretty at the top, or under my job experience, I had the projects I had completed. Yeah, I implemented much this, I implemented this, implemented this. They care about certifications because it'll, it'll show up in the job search. But if they say, oh, this guy's already done this, this, and this, oh, well, he already knows how to do the job. Let's get him on. That's what they care about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think what you did there was very wise. List all the projects that you've done. It's good to keep track of the projects that you've done and what you've what what you've accomplished. Um, yeah, keep and, a lot. Uh, yeah, that could, we should definitely have a whole yeah. session about that. Like, what's put in your resume? How you market yourself? Because if I were trying to find a job in the market right now, I'm not looking right now. But if I were trying to find one, I would do it totally differently than I used to, and I and I would have a ton of a different ideas. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's. Let's do that, Chuck. I mean, and the same for the audience again. I mean, if every, any of you have ideas um, of things you'd like us to talk about, I mean, we mentioned it earlier, but again, you know, please comment below the video and let us know. You know, the kind of things that you'd like us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we want your feedback because yeah, we. We're, I mean, and let us know if you want us to do this live too. I mean, yeah. we're we're kind of uh, on the fence about it. This this is pre-recorded, um, but. Let us know if you want to do a live, and um, we'll we'll have you in the comments. We'll answer questions and such. It'll be fun. Uh, but enough questions for me. Let's talk about you, David. You just went to Barcelona. Uh, which Was it sunny there? Was it nice? Yeah, it was nice, but I was inside like a big building most of the day, so I didn't see the sun uh, very much. Uh, but it was good. It was the, nice. But you were in the light of Cisco and, and DevNet, and you were <laughs> just bathing in that light. So how, how was it? Just in a nutshell, I know you've, you've made a billion videos about it. <laughs> But in a nutshell, what was your total takeaway from this? I think it's, I regret not going earlier. I mean, same as you, it was my first this year, this time. And I think last last year you went for the first time. Um, yeah. I think for me, the biggest, coolest thing was meeting people. I didn't go to any sessions because it's all recorded. So you could see that online anyway. Um, but I just met people. And I think physically meeting people is fantastic. And just like some of the people I met was just random, but it was great. It's great to meet people, great to you know form relationships with people. So to me, that was the, was the, the the best part of the of the experience. I mean, obviously, all, being around all the technology and um, being able to talk about OSPF and BGP and people not thinking you're crazy is also nice. <laughs> yes, so, someone more than just your wife who doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our poor wives, you know. <laughs> Feel sorry for them both. Um, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's heaven for nerds kind of thing uh, a little bit. Um, I think it's nice to be in an environment where everyone 
is excited about the technology, excited about doing something with their careers. Um, it's just a good, good vibe. I don't know how you found it in the US, but that's how I found it in Barcelona. Oh yeah, it was intense. I mean, because like I remember when I uh, worked a, a regular cubicle job, and uh, and many times I was the only Cisco guy there, and I was so passionate about what what I was doing, and I wanted to talk to everyone about new things I was trying, but <laughs> no one cared. <laughs> so like I would go talk to help desk guys. You're off. Hey, look what I just did. And he's like, yeah, go away. I don't care. Uh, but Cisco Live. I mean, you're around people who are just like you, yeah. and and you're all excited about the same thing. So it really is like it's like Comic Con for. Cisco nerds. And it's, it's really, it's insane. But what I want to know about because I, I experienced a little bit of time in DevNet, yeah. but you, you pretty much set up a, a tent there and you live there. <laughs> so wh- what, what is your takeaway? DevNet has been evolving and changing. So what is exciting now? What, what's happening now? And how do you feel about DevNet? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the DevNet zone grows every year from what I've been told. Um, they had this new thing called Start Now. And I ha- I was spending a bit of time there, hanging out there. It was good to have a section where people who just want to start, who aren't sure what's going on, could go to. And that's what that sort of section was about. Um, what I really liked about the DevNet guys is, and I think it's, I met Susie, who's in charge of uh, DevNet. And I think a lot of it's based on her leadership. She is all about what can they do for developers and the community. So it's very focused on give stuff away for free. Cisco wanted, DevNet want to do everything they can to empower network engineers and developers to succeed. And I think that mentality comes across in everything they do. Like the workshops that they've, that they've created are very practical. Um, they teach you the basics of Python, Ansible, you know, a whole bunch of technologies. It's all about, and I hate to use the word, but empowering people to, you know, go away and do something practically straight after attending a session. So it was really nice to, you know, get that vibe from the DevNet folks, very, you know, focused on us as a customer, as an example, getting the most out of our time there. Um, Yeah, so I haven't been to sessions before, but I believe, well, they told me actually, I I wanted to interview Amanda, who's one of the managers there. Um, They were telling me that when she presented the first time, their stand was in a corridor oh wow so it was like just a corridor and there was like no place to present um five years ago the team was obviously very very small they had nothing at cisco live and now they're in sort of in the main place very big focus um a lot of good vibes coming out of it so it's amazing how they've gone from sort of zero to this big piece in cisco in a few years and they're influencing the whole of cisco it's nice to see i mean there's this all like, everyone's talking about APIs, talking about development, talking about automation. You know, the industry has moved with SDN and all these technologies. And I think DevNet were the right people at the right place at the right time and are growing from strength to strength. So, sorry, it's uh, it's really cool. It was nice to be there. Yeah, and that, that was the takeaway I got too. Like, it was exciting. It felt like it was the forefront. Like, I walked away from DevNet at Cisco Live thinking, this is what's happening yeah. for everyone. Like this is the only way to go. But then on the other hand, um, and I just had lunch with a few of my old network engineer buddies I used to work with, and they're they're both working for large companies managing large networks. And I, and I always ask people when I haven't talked to them in a while, hey, are you doing are you doing any automation? Are you are you doing any kind of code in your network? And they both told me no. And I thought that was interesting. I'm like, huh? 
Because I, I, here I'm thinking, because I, I, I deal with new stuff all the time, just like you. And we're yeah. dealing with learning new stuff. And we're like, oh, let's try DevNet. Let's try coding. Let's try Python. But for a lot of real engineers working with large networks, I wonder how much coding are you actually doing? And, and are you doing any at all? So in, in the comments, let us know. I mean, we've been talking about this a lot, but I, I know DevNet's pushing for it. And I know they're definitely on the forefront of that. But I'm just curious what the adoption's like and what the, uh, what the use case is. I definitely see how we can uh, automate deployment if we're doing large deployments. Uh, and you can put in your own custom code or download samples from DevNet. But in a big, large enterprise where a lot of things are kind of controlled, um, do you even have the option for using custom code or are you using different things? I, it's, it's, I think it's interesting. It's, 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 I don't know if it's just resistance to change or if it's going to be changed in a different way that we're not expecting. I don't know. I think it'd be, it'd be good to get people's feedback, you know, what people are doing in their day-to-day jobs. Um, so like you said, you know, please put comments below the video. Let us know what you're doing. Um, but Chuck, I think the it's still new. I mean, you and I are in a bubble in a way because we are dealing with new stuff all the time. But um, I can tell you this. I mean, I put some YouTube videos up about Python and they've had hundreds of thousands of views. And the feedback I get from people is once you try it you will not go back and i think that's the thing you've for a lot of people it's a big hurdle to get over but once you've tried automation you won't easily go back because why would you configure devices manually if you can automate it um it's like do you want like to use a silly analogy once you get a washing machine or a dishwasher are you going to go back to washing dishes manually i I don't know (laughs) maybe but um, I think for a lot of guys, you know, if they've got three devices in their network, it's a very small business, then automation may not make sense. But if you've got 100, 500, 1,000 devices, it, it's going to make sense. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree there. And I think the, the examples I just used where my two buddies work for large enterprises, I, I don't think they have the ability to do like they, they, they're smart guys, but I don't think they have the ability with, with the uh, constraints of their company to do stuff like that. Whereas like I, I see more people who are, we're working for like VARs, value added resellers, Cisco resellers who go to a lot of companies and maybe do vast deployments that are kind of repetitive. So I, I see the automation is just shining in those situations. But for the enterprise guy, I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting depending take, on what it constraints might, they it have. It might take time. Yeah. And I mean, it's a yeah. culture, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it's a cultural thing. Some, some organizations will take longer. So uh, I get, you had a great time at Cisco Live. You had a great time it was good, at DevNets. Yeah. So, what are you, what's your personal takeaway? What are you focusing on now? Uh, what courses are you creating? If, if I can ask that, like what, what, of course what you can, you... I mean, you're doing Azure. So <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's, of course I probably want to do, cause I had a lot of good feedback is, is Kelly Linux. So that's what I'm going to work, work. That's what I'm working ah. on. Something I've been wanting to do for a while and I just never had the chance. So I think Kelly Linux will be good. And then I'll probably do something similar to you, do AWS or more, uh, Python, Ansible, depending on what people want. Um, mm. I have a lot of requests for CCMP all the time. Um, so yeah, my list is long like yours, but <laughs> <laughs> probably priority will be Kali Linux and then um, AWS uh, slash uh, CCMP. Ah, and the, those two come, they, they're, they're, they're so close together as far as what they can do for your career. Um, yeah, I've got Kali Linux running on my Raspberry Pi right now. Actually, <laughs> that's a that's a fun distribution. Yeah, I mean, so I can, I mean, I don't want to punt the course that I'm going to be creating, but I can tell you what it's about. I mean, there's a lot of Kali Linux courses out there, um, 
but they tend to be focused on server guys, not network guys. And um, it's the same with my Python course. I mean, there's 101 Python courses out there, but there, when I created my Python course, there were no Python courses that I could find that were Python for network guys. Same with my mm. Linux course. There were no Linux courses for network guys. So this would be a Kali Linux networking hacking course. There's too many courses where they hack servers and stuff, but not enough network hacking courses. So that's what this one would be about. Excellent. Cause I, I don't know if you saw my video where I- um, Yeah, that I Raspberry Pi, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I would love to see that because I, I hate it when you get to a course and, and you're, you're a network guy and you're looking for how can I use this as a network guy? And you have to sift through a bunch of stuff that doesn't apply to your situation to find what you want if it's even there. So I love that you do that. Yeah, I mean, that was my experience with Python. You know, the I, 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 I registered in a whole bunch of Python courses and then they start telling me how to do mathematical calculations. It's like, okay, that's cool, but it doesn't really help me. And so that's why I created that Python course. And the same thing here. You know, you mm. and I have a different paradigm. And I think a lot of the guys that we talk to um, and, you know, our audience, you know, the people watching this, you know, it's, we network people or you're not necessarily just a server guy. And no yeah, offense to they, the server guys. I mean, <laughs> my apologies if you're a server guy. That's cool because we have to learn your world as well now. Yeah, we hope you're here. Enjoy. Take uh, take a seat. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, guys, that's our first episode of This Is IT, or name pending. Let us know. Uh, and let us know what you think. What do you want to see more of? Uh, if you like this format, let us know. Uh, me and David are going to be doing this more often, uh, weekly if we can. And it's just going to be talking about IT. Uh, we love IT. You love IT. Yeah. And we're just going to spew about this constantly. So it's going to be fun. Uh, well, David, thanks for being here. And <laughs> yeah, you know, Chuck, thanks for thanks thanks for setting this up. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. Um, yeah. I remember we were on a call last year for like four hours talking about a whole bunch of things. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm glad we've finally done this, and I look forward to many more. And yeah, as you said, everyone, give us give us feedback. You know, what do you like? What don't you like? Or what would you like us to cover? Yeah. So um, that's it. Yeah. Or that's IT. This is IT. <laughs> well, guys, so uh, we'll we'll catch y'all next time. And um, I guess we need some kind of exit line. Give us an exit line too. Some kind of sign off line. It doesn't have to be fancy, or it can be. I don't know. And some hashtag. We need a, we need a cool hashtag. I mean, you're good with that. Yeah. But if anyone's got a good idea for a hashtag, <laughs> obviously we need some help. So yeah. uh, help us out, guys. <laughs> All the best. All right. Well, see you guys.